Good morning. I always like to um, have my wife sing um, before I preach, because my wife has a beautiful voice and she can sing. Uh, I, I told my wife, I said, my voice, if I could sing like you, I'll be singing every Sunday. They would have to tell me, didn't you stand up last Sunday and sing? Why don't you sit down? Let's, let somebody else sing. But I can't sing. So my wife's going to uh, sing a song before I um, open up the Bible. Amen. Amen. He touched me in 1980, and I received Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, sir. I was born again. <laughs> so the title, if you need a title for today's message, was will be coming from John chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. Ye must be born again. You must be born again. But before I get to John 
chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, there's a reason why um, we must be born again. There's a problem. I keep telling my wife, I says, there's something in the air. There's something in the air. Why? Because look how people are acting. <laughs> people are killing one another. There's something in the air. People are dying. Some die from natural causes. Some die from taking their own life. No hope. When you get to the point where you want to take your own life, you, you have no hope. This lady says her husband killed himself. He had a fine job. He was a police officer. Married, had five kids. He lost hope. Folks didn't support him at work. The community didn't support him. He lost hope. And he take his own life. His hope is in the wrong place. If your hope is in the wrong place, you're going to lose hope because people will <laughs> let you down. Oh, people will let you down. So before I get again, before I get into John, a lot of these things are happening because there's an enemy. You and I have an enemy. If you're in Christ, you have an enemy. If you're not in Christ, you have an enemy. See? The enemy is Satan. Satan thinks he wanted to be God, so God kicked him out. So God created man in his image. So Satan went to Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, I, I couldn't win with God, so I'm going I'm to I'm try his creation. He went to Adam and Eve, and he said, yea, hath God said. Adam and Eve succumbed to Satan. Because see, Satan, again, he's the prince in the power of the air. He can't possess a believer, but he can oppress a believer, and he can impress a believer. Because he what? He works on the mind. He works on the senses. Now, God created us with senses. God created us with feeling. But that shouldn't be our direction that we use when we move in this world. We are people of feeling. And so Satan, he uses that to impress upon individuals. Children, not teenagers yet. Teenagers, young adults, the crime that they are committing. There has to be something in the air. Satan, Satan attacked back in Genesis 3.1. He attacked God's word. Yea, has God said. All through Genesis to Malachi and on and on and on. He tried to stop the seed that God promised that would bruise his head. He tried to stop the seed tried many ways, and we're going to get into all of them because we'd be here all day, but he tried many ways. And the ways that he tried was when Christ was on the scene, he went into the mountain to pray. After fasting 40 days, at his weakest point, Satan comes to him to tempt him. He said, I didn't get the Father because he kicked me out in heaven, but guess what? I got a chance now. 
I got, I got a chance to get the son because he's weak, you see, because he came in his flesh. <laughs> and we know about the flesh, and we should know. Flesh is weak. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. But this flesh is weak. So he goes to Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, these are verse 1 through 11. I'm not going to read those verses, but he tempts him. He's offering him. And what Christ says, it is written. Christ said, it is written. Three times. He said, it is written. You, see, you can't live by bread alone. It is written. We have to live by every word, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Otherwise, he's going to get you. He's going to cause you to stumble or fall. Or if you're not saved, he'll cause you not to get saved. Because that's his past. That's his past. He's an he's a, he's a evil, wicked demon, whatever you want to call him. He's smart. He's, no, he's stronger than you and I. That's why the Bible says, and I use this verse, I use this verse, says, resist the devil and he'll flee. <laughs> but I, I, never, I never say the, the line before that. You see, I said, resist the devil and he will flee. But there's a line, there's a line before that in James chapter 4, verse 7. We can turn there. I'm going to turn there because I, I got my Bible. I, 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 um, <laughs> James, James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. Because I always say, hey, resist the devil and he'll flee because that's what the word of God says. <laughs> but, I mean, you get to the word of God and you grab the Bible and you read it, it says, not only says that, it says, first, submit to God. Submit to God. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Then resist the devil, and he'll flee. Because you're no match for the devil. You, you're not going to kick the devil butt. Only God can kick the devil butt. Only God can give the devil a whipping. We need to turn to God. We need to trust God. We, as believers, we need to trust God. And so, I, again, when I asked my wife, and I, we haven't got to John yet, you know, why these things are happening? Why? I mean, it's the world. I mean, and I'm talking about, I know it's in the world, but this country, America, this state, America, why these things are happening? And the reason I come up with is because we have <laughs> people in Washington, people in Albany, that Satan that is impressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Satan is impressing those people. We, we make laws for things that is evil and wicked because of money. We make law because this country is, uh, we have become uh, addicted to money. We need money, don't get me wrong, we need money, but we have become addicted to it. And so when Satan oppressed those who have 
uh, the physical rule over us, he does it with, actually, with money and power. People have money and power. They don't care about you. They don't care about you at all. Why? They got theirs. They got money. We waste a lot of money. You mentioned our little city here in Rochester, New York, we, we throw away a lot of money. We got to solve the problem of these teenagers, these preteens. Let's put some money into it. Let's, let's put some money into it and, and see what happens. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. You know, let's start another program. They just started another program. The city just started another program. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. God is not in it. God is not in it. And again, you just think money will make it happen. I, I have a lot of scriptures that um, eventually I'll go to when I get to, you must be born again in John. I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. But see, now Satan, again, like I said, he, Adam and Eve, God creation, God's son, he thought he could and he lost. He lost. But he didn't stop there. He didn't give up. He, he didn't say, well, I give up. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Now, he attacked the church. Satan is attacking the church. Big time, he's attacking the church. Listen to some preaching. Listen to what some pre preachers are doing. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't believe that this book is the word of God. They, they don't believe what God says in this book is true anymore. Sin is not sin anymore. Some of them don't even preach on sin. They don't preach on sin. Why? I want to make y'all uncomfortable. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want y'all to come back next Sunday. It's the responsibility of the pastor to preach the word of God. The Holy Spirit takes that word and works in a person like it did with me. 1980. Pastor preached on hell. I mean, he preached. I was scared. I really, I was scared. But he preached on hell because I, no, I didn't want to go there. He preached on hell. He scared me. I guess he scared me into heaven because he preached on hell. And he gives an invitation. I didn't want to go for it. Church that we was in had uh, metal chairs and metal seat, and I standing up. I ain't going that front. Right? <laughs> Jesus said, you, you, you deny me before these people. Um, I'm going to die before my father in heaven. I'm holding on. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to hell, but yet I wouldn't go and accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm, I'm holding on to the chair. I'm holding on to the chair and then the, poli the police, yeah. The Holy Spirit opened up this hand. The Holy Spirit removed that hand, and I went forward. I asked Jesus Christ to do for me what I couldn't do for myself. 30 years old, lost, undone, on my way to hell. That Sunday morning, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. The Sunday night, I went back to church. I 
<laughs> I went back to church Sunday night. Who didn't ever used to go to church? I went to church when I was small. My wife did. The kids them did, but not me. But I went back to church because something, <laughs> look at my wife say, it happened. <laughs> and it happened, I'm sorry, in here. <laughs> I know he told me not to do that, but, but something, something happened in here. I was born again. It didn't happen up here again. It happened in my heart. I was a changed person instantly that Sunday. That Monday when I went to work as I was leaving the auditorium, we have tracks and things that you pick on and you pass out. And I didn't know nothing about it, so I just took some tracks and I stopped passing it out at work, which, which was wrong at the time, but I didn't know. I was a new creation. You know, old things have passed away with me. Now things become new, but I was out of order, but I didn't know. Something happened in here. I was born again. It didn't happen up here. It happened in my heart. It happened in my heart. When Christ came, he came to his people. He came to his people. He came to the Jew. He came to them, and they didn't receive him. He came to his own. His own reject him. John, we're still not at John chapter 3 yet, but John chapter 1, <laughs> but we'll get there. I won't keep you long, but the Bible says in John chapter 1, and if you want to read, you can read all of that, but I'm just going to go with three verses. John chapter 1, verse 9. 10 and 11, the Bible says, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, talking about Jesus Christ. He was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world denied, the world knew him not. Jesus Christ created the world. He's God manifested in the flesh. A lot of people don't believe that, but he is. Because that's what the word of God says. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Now we're going to get to John chapter 3. He didn't receive him, the creator of the world. And these folks who thought like they were something, Pharisees, Pharisees, and hypocrites and fools. Person denied there is no God. The Bible says the fool. Now, John, we there. <laughs> we are there. John chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. There was a man of the Pharisees, matter of fact, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Nicodemus sits in the high seats in the high council in Israel. He had the Old Testament. He knew something. He knew something, but he didn't fully believe it. He knew that a Savior was supposed to come and save his people. He knew that someone was supposed to die for his people. He wasn't the chief ruler. There was a chief ruler at the time, and he says the same thing. But it's not me, he says. I, I don't want to die. He said, hey, it's not me, but someone has to die. They knew that for his people. 
but they didn't believe him. He preached to them three and a half years. They didn't believe him. They rejected the Son of God. God manifested in the flesh. The people said, no, Nicodemus came, but he came at night. You see, he came at night supposing that he, he was a teacher because why? The things that he done. The verse says, and saying to him to Jesus by night, saying unto him, Rabbi, we know, we know thou art a teacher from God. That much they knew. For no man can do these things except God be with him. He thought he was a teacher. They should have knew that he was God. They have the New Testament. God told them, say, I'm going to come down personally, and I'm going to teach you. It's in the Old Testament. He told them, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to teach you. And he came down, and they didn't recognize him. He thought he was a teacher instead of God himself. Jesus was God. Jesus is God, manifested in the flesh. That's the only way you and I, only way you and I can be saved. But the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. All those sacrifices in the Old Testament, the Bible says that sin was covered. It wasn't perfect. There has to be a perfect sacrifice. And that's what Christ, and that's where Christ comes in. Because he said that Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say it unto thee, except the man be born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. And that's alone get into the kingdom. And that's what Satan is doing today. Satan has people's eyes blind. They can't even see. See. Not alone here, and they got fingers in their ears, so they can't see. If you can't even see, and you can't even hear, you're not, you're not going into heaven. You're not going to see the kingdom of God, and you're not going to enter in. Because we are tempted. We're born into sin. The Bible says. We're born into sin. I mentioned earlier about what's going on in the world, actually, but talking about our country. We're born into sin. We do. You know, I, I just, why, why, why Christians do that? Why do those kids go out there and beat up uh, an old lady or an old man and take the car, rack the car in the store, steal stuff, get arrested, Slap no, no. Put me in jail. You can't do that. I'll tell you what I do. I'll give you a ticket. You come back some other time. But they commit another crime. They commit another crime. Satan is busy. <laughs> Satan, Satan is busy. He was happy when they crucified Christ. When they crucified Christ and they put him on the cross and put the nails in the hands and sent him up there, he was happy. He was having a party with him and his, his demons. He was having a party because they know they got him now. They got him. We got him now. We got him. We killed the Son of God. We have him. Say you mean it to me. Let me tell you what. He was, he was, he was, he was partying. Because he figured that he had captured and killed the Son of God. Praise be to God. <laughs> the first day of the week, 
When he got to that tomb, there was no one there. It was empty. Why? Because he has risen from the dead. We serve a risen Savior. He's alive. He's alive. See, he's alive. And he's saying, he's saying, you must be born again. See, you must be born again. Nicodemus said unto him, which to him sounds right, probably to most people back in the day, how can a man be born when he's old? I, I, I'm 70, I'm 80, I'm 90 years old. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Because he said you got to be born again. That's the problem we have, I think, in the world, especially in our country today, is <laughs> you're not born again. You have to be born again. You need to be in church, but just coming to church, I mean, you're born again. So you need to be born again so that you can not only see the kingdom, you can enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ says, Jesus Christ answered, Verily, verily, I say unto the except be man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I'm going to go back to just mention it. When he said born of water, he ain't talking about being baptized because you can baptize all the people in the world, put them under water, they're not saved. Water does not save anybody. It's the blood. You see, it's the blood that washes away our sin. We need to understand being born again is not earthly. You see, it's not earthly. It's heavenly. Heaven came down. As a matter of fact, it's in the sound. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. You must, he says, you must be born again. Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, he said, that you must be born again of the Spirit. Of the Spirit. I have a lot of scriptures. I don't know how much more time I got. But, <laughs> but we can get to them. Today is the Lord's day. Back in the Old Testament, <laughs> uh, those folks stand up the whole time the preacher is reading. And you get tired, and I understand. My, me, myself, I have bad knees, I have bad foot, and all that, but for some reason, when, when God is in, my foot stops hurting, my knees don't hurt no more until after I get off the stage and I sit down, then my knees will hurt. <laughs> Galatians. This was us, uh, me, even, Galatians chapter 5, before I got saved. This was me before I got saved, and this was those people who out there are not saved. Galatians chapter 5, 19, 20, and 21. The Bible says, now the works of the flesh. That's why the Bible says we need to kill the flesh daily. Get up in the morning and shoot the flesh. Kill the flesh daily. A manifested 
in these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy, envy, murdering, drunkenness, reveling, and such the like of which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why he said you must be born again. You must be born again. We are going to read those next week, but before we do that, I'm probably going to be doing the turning. <laughs> Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Verse 23. Romans 3, 23. Now, this time I'm going to use the word all. Before I didn't say all, but now I'm going to use the word all because the Bible says all. Before I just, because I know that does include everybody. But this includes everybody. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, a verse of scripture we probably know by heart and familiar with. For the Bible says all. The Bible says for all have sinned. And not, not, not a few people, not most people. The Bible says, for all have sinned. They fall short. Some quoting this, right? The glory of God. All of us have sinned. That's why we need to be born again. You see, you can't say, well, I'm born in a family. My, my dad was a preacher. My mom was a preacher. Their grandfather and grandfather was a preacher. Their grandfather and their grandfather was a preacher. Great. Ye must be born again. You see, it's not, when I was working, I worked with an electrician who, he'd been an electrician for a long time, and his son was just, he didn't have to take the test to become an electrician. He was just father in. They called it grandfather in. And he, and he got his license. I had to take the test. <laughs> I, hey, I had to take the test. He just was grandfather in. There's no grandfather in here. You're you not going to grandfather in because your grandfather or your great-grandfather, your mom and dad, uh, was a Christian. Uh -uh. It's personal. Ye have to be born again. See, even Nicodemus came to Jesus. He said, we, he said, we, we, he, just, and he didn't even say all of us, but he said, we, some of us, know that you are teaching. We know that. But not all of us. He, but he was more than a teacher. See, he's the savior of the world. All have sinned. You see, Romans 5. You're going to stay in Romans. Romans 5. This is great love. Romans 5, verse 8. The Bible says, but God... Commending his love toward us. And while we were yet sinner, Christ died for us. That's great love. He died for me 
<laughs> I was a sinner. You'll say, what, you weren't born back then. You, you, you just born some 70-something years ago. You weren't born back then. Christ died for the whole world, past, present, and future. His blood, those folks that died in the Old Testament, they weren't in heaven. They were in paradise. They needed a perfect sacrifice to get out of paradise and go to heaven. That's what the blood of Christ did for those people way back then. That's what the blood of Christ did for those people who were going to be born. You see, he knew that they needed a Savior. They were going to be born. They needed Jesus Christ's blood to wash them clean. Only the blood. It's the blood that washes away my sin. But it has to be a perfect blood. That's Jesus' blood. This is Jesus' blood. 6.3. Romans chapter 6. Verse 23. And again, these are some verses of Scripture. Some of us, most of us, or maybe all of us known. But Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. You have to understand when God created Adam and Eve, he didn't create them to die. They weren't created to die. They were created to live forever. They were created to live forever, but something happened. That old Satan, sin entered the world. When sin entered the world, they died. They died. You say, well, they were still walking around. No, 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 no. You're talking about no physical death. You're talking about a spiritual death. That's why Jesus again says, you must be born again. I mean, some of you might have heard the saying, all of you might have heard the saying. Born once, died twice. Born twice, die once. You must. You must be born again. He paid a debt. Also, it's in the sound. I couldn't, I couldn't afford and I know I couldn't pay. He paid my debt. You see, he died for me. I always take a person. I know he died for the world, but he died for me. He died for little old me. Romans, because I say we're going to stay here. You can take Romans and lead someone to Christ. You can go to the first part of the Bible and you can lead someone to Christ as long as you're familiar with the word of God. 10, Romans 10, chapter 9, Romans 10, verse 9. <laughs> I, I say chapter 9, she said, <laughs> Romans 10, <laughs> verse 9. The Bible said, if thou, you got to do something, confess with your mouth. <laughs> hey, confess me before men. If you have confessed me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thy head, he didn't say that. <laughs> he said, thou will believe in the heart. 
It's a spiritual birth. If thou will be, came down, if thou will believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Well, verse 13 says, 9.13 says, for whosoever. All of us in here are whosoever. All those people outside is a whosoever. There's not a certain number that's going. Some people believe only 144,000. Where did they get that from that's going to heaven now? The Bible says, again, I like to use the Bible. I always say the Bible says. I can never say I says. I'm going to say the Bible says. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's also another verse of scripture that says, hey, I, how can I call upon him? I haven't heard. So we need a preacher. God calls preachers. Some, I, I wasn't going to say all, but some people who stand behind the pulpit on Sunday morning, whatever they stand behind there, God did not call them. They're there, but God did not call them to be there. You got to be called of God to stand behind there because the responsibility that you have is great. You're going to answer for it. You're going to answer for it. <laughs> so, and the folks who sit under it, again, that's why, again, I, uh, I use my Bible. Church that I got saved in, the pastor said, bring your Bible because you don't know what I'm saying is true. You need to check up. I'm a man just like you. And that's what's happening in some churches. But the guy behind the pulpit is saying it's not true. People have swallowed it. People have been eating it. People are dying and going to hell. Why? They don't have the truth. The truth of God's word. Jesus, again, the psalm, Jesus saved. Hasn't changed. Jesus saved. The, Bible, the psalm says to the utmost, Jesus saves. That's why he came. He came to die to save. His will is that everybody be saved. That's what his will is. His will is not for a few of us to get saved. His will is not for the elite to get saved. He said, everybody, that's his will. People are denying Christ. Why? They don't believe this. And if they are getting this, it's watered down. You can't give people the watered-down gospel. You, 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 you don't want people to come back to church because you give them a watered-down. You want your church to be full. So I, I got I to I give them something that will keep them coming back. Because, see, because I give them the truth. I'm going to tell you something. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. We don't, we don't want to hurt it. But you're not hurting anybody. That's, that's the Holy Spirit responsibility. All are you doing is share with them the word of God. I got a few more scriptures to go to, and I will be done. Back to John, chapter 5.
Yeah, I'm John chapter 5, and I'm looking at Matthew. I got these glasses on, and I still can't see. John chapter 5, verse 36. The witness of Christ. We're going to read 36 through 47. The Bible said, Jesus talking, he said, but, but I have greater witness than that of John. Now remember now, he's, he's, Jesus said, there's no one greater than John that has been born of a woman. Because John came and said, look, the Savior is coming. I'm not the Savior. I'm, I'm just a voice of one crying in the wilderness. But one is coming who's greater than I. I'm not even worthy than I lose his shoes. John had the right spirit in him. Because John says, I must decrease so that he can increase. Finally, the pastors are saying, I must decrease so that he can increase. That's what John says. Greatest ever born of a woman. But the angel, he said, look, but I am greater witness than that of John. John just testified with me. That's all he did. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same work that I do, bear witness of me that the Father sent me. And the Father himself, which sent me, has borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. You, you, you sitting up there, you haven't even heard his voice. You haven't seen the shape. I know a voice you're listening to, but it's not the Father. It's not God Almighty voice you are hearing. He says, search the scriptures. Again, that's why, again, I <laughs> yeah. search the scriptures. You see, he said, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are which testifies of me. Search the scriptures. You don't have to take my word for anything. <laughs> I'm not asking you to believe me. <laughs> All I'm asking you to do believe is, Jesus just said, search the scriptures. Let's see what it says. They talk about me. They're testifying of me. You see, search the scriptures. And you will not come to me <laughs> that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. You <laughs> say, look, I know you. Why? Because I know everything. I know your heart. You see, the love of God is not there. I mean, you sitting up there, pious and all that, you're walking around in your white robe and all that, looking down on people. The love of God is not in you, because I know you, and he does. I've come in my Father's name, <laughs> you receive me not. If another should come in his name, him you will receive. But my Father, I came in my Father's name. How can you believe that which receive honor of another and seek not the honor, the honor that comes from God only. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. 
I ain't, I'm not going to, he ain't come to accuse anybody. The person I mentioned earlier, he's going to accuse you. Satan, is easy. he's going to accuse you. Every time you stumble, he's going to accuse you. He's going to see what he did, see what she did. Every time, every time you lie, he's going to say, look, look what he did. He is the accuser of the brethren. He said, I'm not coming here to accuse you. You got an accuser. You got an accuser. Verse 46, for have you will believe Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. You say, look, way back yonder, Moses wrote of me. So you didn't believe Moses, you ain't, you're not going to believe I, you're not going to believe me. But if you believe not his writing, <laughs> how shall you believe my words? Bible, the Bible is the word of God. And I don't care what anybody says. And they could come up with excuses. Well, man wrote the Bible and just get out of place and this, that, out of place. No. No. God said, hey, I, I preserve my word. God breathes into holy man as they pen. This. God knows what's, what's in here. I don't care what any man says. God knows what's in here. And the last verse <laughs> and this could be the last verse, <laughs> uh, or last verse is Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, 1 Corinthians for some reason. Oh, I can't see, but Romans chapter 8. <laughs> The Bible says, there, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ. When you become born again, you are baptized, you are immersed in Christ, Christ in you. That's why he can say, look, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I, I, I can't leave you because why? I'm in you. He don't leave us. He's always there. He just wants you and I to open up our mouth and say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need help. He's not going to say, why are you coming to me again? I helped you yesterday. Why you, what's wrong with you? That's why he's there. He don't get tired. He doesn't get sleepy. You, you can't wear him out. You see, see I, I'll never leave you and I'll forsake you. And I guess <laughs> I'm like most preachers. I'm going to end with these two verses in Galatians. <laughs> I know I say that was the last, but I have to end. <laughs> I have to end with these two verses. Galatians, chapter 5, or oh, 3 verses, 22. Galatians 5, 22, the Bible said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, 
temperance against such there is no law. There is no law because it's the fruit of the Spirit is what's in here. It's not what's up here. It's not what's up here. Again, because I'm closing. For real, you must be born again. If not, you won't even see the kingdom of God, and you're definitely not going to enter in. He admonish us, almost like a command. You must. He doesn't force us. You must. He says, whosoever, whosoever, let him come. I ain't going to. I ain't going to turn my back. <laughs> I'm not going to close the door in his face. I'm not going to shut them out. That's why I came. I came for all the whosoever. All the whosoever. Let's pray. Father, I do come before you and thank you, Father, for your word. Father, your word is true. Your word is absolute. Your word is sure. Father, your word is sharper. And any two-edged sword. And so, Father, that's why I'm thankful. I'm thankful for your word this morning. Father, I pray for those who are sinning, Lord. I, I pray, Father, that the Spirit of God would take your word and embed it, and Father, into their hearts. So that we not only be hearers of the word, but become doers of the word. Because that's what you, you want us to be, doers of the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. If I brag, if I boast, I'm going to boast on Jesus. Because, again, there's something about that name. There's something about the name of Jesus. Father, be with us this day, Lord. I, I, I also pray for those, Father, who are sick, Lord. There's a lot of sickness. Lord, people in the hospital, Lord, people homesick, Lord, I, I pray, Father, for comfort, peace, and joy. We can have joy, Father, in sickness. We can have joy when we hurt it because it's not earthly. It's joy is from above. It's joy is from above. Because our hope is in nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. By saying, ask these things in his name, amen.